I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have some bad news. You're dying. No, not that bad. I'm dying? No, my parents are in town. They're visiting and they're coming around. Oh, God, parents? American parents? Mm Mm-hmm. When? Now. Yeah, they told me and I didn't tell you and I thought they'd cancel because they normally do and they didn't. Now, now. Now, now, now. So you should probably put on some pants. Oh, God. Okay, okay. Welcome to Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. From our screens to your watch list, we gather to share and discuss your next favorite. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. And now, here's your host. Hello, and welcome to Syndicate, where we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. I am your host, Armand Haddad, and welcome to Episode 6. This season, we are exploring the hidden gems of films and films you probably passed over watching. Joining me in the studio today is Aaron. Aaron, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Always a pleasure to be on. Oh, yeah. Currently, Aaron works in radio at a local station here in Chicago. You may know Aaron from his other podcast, WSTR, Galactic Public Access, which is a Star Wars podcast. It is. Yes. Could you tell our listeners more about the show? Yeah. So, um, it's a, it's a, it's a family friendly, fun, uh, podcast that we do where we, we delve into all things Star Wars. We have, uh, different interviews with, uh, Star Wars related guests. Um, we have, uh, like sometimes it's it's Star Wars news coverage. Sometimes we dive deep into the films or to different characters of the films. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, it's just a just a pretty great fun time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have episodes every week, and uh, we have a Patreon as well, patreon.com slash wstr, where we have some more uh, exclusive content there. Nice, but uh, yeah, we've been going strong for over three years now. Wow, so it's it's been fun. It Sounds continue fun. to be. And speaking of family-friendly, today we're going to discuss the importance of love and family in our lives for this episode's recommendation is About Time. About Time. Yes. And so, Aaron, what did you think about About Time? What were were your initial thoughts on the film? I thought it was a very heartfelt, sweet, and clever film um, where the, the, the style, it doesn't doesn't feel like a film like um like you've probably had the experience where you go to the theater you watch a movie and it feels very scripted yeah um if you're if you're familiar with the the save the cat book where i am um, not it's a it's become kind of like a screenwriting textbook in the industry Mm -hmm. um it's this book called save the cat and uh it's it's about how you structure your film to, or how you structure your script mm. in order to, um, you, you can almost by the minute, uh, structure the script so that it's, it works as a movie. Right. So most people have heard at least of like the three act structure. Yeah. Um, and that can be broken down further 
into, you know, like eight or nine different movements um, of a certain length of time. And there are many, many Hollywood films who have followed this formula. Mm -hmm. And if you kind of follow along and with the copy of the script, you can almost by the minute predict when the next beat is going to happen. And this movie does not feel like that at all. Um, And it, it plays into the theme, which we'll get into later. Yeah. One of the themes at least. Um, yeah, it was a very, very refreshing film. Um, I've, I've not seen many romantic movies or rom-coms. Right. Um, but it, it's, it's just not my go-to. I want to watch a movie now genre, but, um, this one was really, really interesting. Uh, very refreshing and mm-hmm. clever in a way that, really gets you engaged with it and that's what i really appreciate appreciated about it the most yeah me too and you know it's interesting because you said like it doesn't feel like a movie i would say it almost feels like you're looking into the lives of these fictional people yes and what's interesting so so the film is written and directed by richard curtis mm-hmm. who is you know famously known for love actually mm-hmm. um so one of his actors uh bill nighy he plays uh the dad of the main character who is played by Donald Gleason. His name is yeah. Tim. He also plays the stepdad of Shaun of the Dead. Yes. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> where like... I remember him most. And he's also the police chief in Hot Fuzz. Yes. Yeah, he's in the Cornetto trilogy by uh, uh who's that director again? Edgar Wright. Yeah, Edgar Wright. Like I love his movies. I love his style. Mm-hmm. But uh specifically with uh, Richard Curtis, he had Bill Nighy in the film and this is like i think his fourth outing with that actor specifically okay and he said so bill now told the director like i'll play this character for you but i don't want to act and richard curtis was a little bit confused like oh what, what did you mean by that he's like well i don't want to feel like a character i want to feel like someone's actual dad mm. so i kind of want to like do it very subdued and i think his portrayal of kind of like the loving father or the father figure for for tim's character is very subdued and you can almost put your own father figure in that position. Yeah. That's something I noticed about this film too. It's Mm -hmm. a very natural acting style and there's great chemistry between all the characters. Oh yeah. Even like supporting characters like, um, it's even, uh, we'll get into this, but the, it's almost like the first half of the movie is, um, about romance. And then the next half of the movie uh, it's about relationships in general, including yeah. family relationships, mm-hmm. and they don't they don't neglect those characters. Uh, they're almost as important as uh, the main love interest. Yes, who is played by Rachel McAdams. But mm-hmm. before we dive deeper into the plot, uh, a thing we like to do at Syndicate is called the elevator pitch. Yes. Please stand clear of the closing door. Like we've all been there. You're trying to pitch a movie to your friend. Like, hey, you got to watch this movie, and they always ask, well. What's it about? So here at Syndicate, I'm going to have you tell me the entire plot of the movie within 60 seconds. Are you ready, Aaron? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, go. Okay. So we've all wanted to, in our relationships, in our lives, go back and fix mistakes that we've made, make things better, take advantage of opportunities that we have missed. And that is no exception for Tim, who is the hero of our of our story. He's lovesick. He's had no luck with the ladies, but he discovers on his 21st birthday, uh, that he and his father and everybody in his, all the males in his family, uh, can time travel back and forth, uh, along their own life. And so he uses this to, uh, fall in love with a particular woman and form a life together. And, uh, throughout his life, he learns the consequences of going back and, uh, trying to fix or control events of life and fate. Uh, and he, he learns principles that can apply to uh, all of our lives as we, uh, as we go along and meet people and make decisions and live with those consequences. Oh, a couple of seconds over, but yeah, ah. you fit, the, <laughs> you fit the, all right, you're just going, you're just really <laughs> summarizing the movie. I didn't want to like cut you off with uh, yeah. the time markers, but yeah, next like, time I'll get it. Yeah, you like really hit the nail on the head. The movie, like the central crux is like the relationships that Tim encounters, like whether it's his uh, family or he's trying to 
do something that he has never had before, which is a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So like when you enter in the movie, you think like that's going to be like the central theme. Like it's going to be like, Oh, it's going to be a rom-com. He's trying to find his, uh, his, the love of his life. Yeah. Boy meets girl. Yeah. And that does happen, but you quickly find out that's just one element to this movie. Yeah. It's way more involved than that. Yeah. Like I would say the main story is the father son relationship between Tim and Bill Nye's character, which is Tim's father. Mm-hmm. I think his name is James. Yeah, I don't really know his name. Like every time I they mention it like twice in the movie, and that's it. Yeah, I guess it's not important. Which then goes with like the whole notion, like you're trying to put your father figure in that position, right? So, I I would say it worked very well. So overall, the setting of the movie is around I would say 2010, given uh, like the style, the music choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes place in London. It is a British film. Yes, very very British. Yeah, so except Rachel McAdams, she's uh she plays an American. Right, yeah, she is. Even though she's Canadian. <laughs> so they're like, you know what? Good enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Canadians, they're sneaky. Like they they blend in with Americans. Yeah, they kinda sound like a, a mixture between like uh a Minnesota or like Upper Peninsula. Yeah. They're like, oh hello. <laughs> oh you betcha. Yeah. You wanna go to the movies? <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they they they're they're sneaky those Canadians. They blend in. But yeah, she plays an American in this movie, um traveling abroad. Um we're not really sure why, but it doesn't really matter. Right. Um but yeah, so we we start the film with Tim. Mm-hmm. Uh he's, you know, he's got a good family life, good loving family. Yes. Um he's just kind of lovesick. Um you know, kind of ashamed of himself. Uh, not really having any luck with the ladies. And then, uh, one day when he's, when he turns 21, he, uh, his, his father sits him down for a talk and reveals, by the way, all the men in our family have this ability, uh, that they can time travel. Right. And he's like, you're pulling my leg. Like, yeah, there's no way. Like, he's like, no, trust me. Like all you have to do. And you know, with every good time travel story, like it sets up the rules. Like mm-hmm. this is how you time travel. These are the rules. These are these are the parameters. Yep. And same with this movie, it sets it up. So pretty much he's like, Well, how do how do I time travel? So then he explains, like, okay, you go into a dark room, a cupboard uh, specifically, if you really want to be alone. Yep. And then you clench your fists and then you close your eyes and you think about the time that you want to go to, and then boom, you're there. Mm. And he's like, okay, like after I look silly. Yeah. But yeah, let me, let me try and do this. So, uh, prior to that, we set up his character for Tim and he's very awkward. Mm-hmm. Like he's not good with the ladies. And it's a really funny opening scene at the, at, at a, a New Year's Eve party where like the countdown is happening. Three, two, one. And then what does our hero do? He goes in for the kiss with a lovely lady near him, mm-hmm. uh, but bails out at the last second and just shakes her hand. Instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. About like, as awkward as you could get. Uh, he's like, Happy New Year, shaking her hand. Like, it's so ridiculous. Oh, like, oh, man. I don't know if I've been there. Maybe I have when I was, like, younger, but that's mm-hmm. just, man. Like, well, they, they dropping the ball. They, they set it up that she's kind of awkward, too. And, uh-huh. she, you know, she goes along with it. She's polite, but they're both disappointed. <laughs> so, yeah. So he goes into the cupboard to, quote, time travel. And he's like, and he thinks of that moment. And then instantly, boom, he's there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, I guess, 2009, about to be midnight, going into 2010. And it's like, yeah, like he couldn't believe it. Yeah. And um, in, a, in a very small way, he alters history. Um at the at the original uh timeline of this uh some he and some of his friends knock over this table and spill spill drinks all over the place and he's able to prevent that when he goes back in time right so right away we get a demonstration like oh this worked mm-hmm. he's able to take his memories with him and uh and alter history right and one of the first thing he does is uh go back to that girl go back to that moment and he kisses her mm-hmm. so just one little thing. Yeah. 
Um, so, and, yeah. and very quickly before we move on, mm-hmm. part, of, part of the rules of time travel as well in this movie is that you can only travel along your current life. Right. Like, you can't go back in time and kill Hitler. Mm-hmm. Um, or as he puts it, you can't shag Helen of Troy. <laughs> um, Trust me, I have. Yeah. tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you, can, you can... That's how you... The, the mechanics of how you time travel, mm-hmm. you go into a dark place, clench your fist, um, close your eyes, and think of the time that you want to go, and you could only travel along your current life. And uh, the father used it to just read a ton of books and become very mm-hmm. knowledgeable and wise as yeah. a result of that. Um, he read Charles Dickens, all of his books three times over, mm-hmm. which is quite a feat, because that was a prol- prolific writer of the time. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what's interesting with the whole time travel narrative is... The director, so this was made in 2013, around that time. Mm-hmm. So three years prior, he worked on a TV show. He wrote an episode for a TV show called Doctor Who. Oh. Now, Doctor Who is a British uh, show about a time traveler. Yeah. He went back in time to meet Vincent Van Gogh mm-hmm. and try to save him from like an alien and all this stuff. You know, and as after, you do. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. The through line is that Bill Nighy starred in both things. So he was in the Doctor Who episode <laughs> and then he's in this and it's like, huh, I wonder where he got the inspiration from. Oh, that's wonderful. To write an, another feature film, you know, a time travel story. Yeah. So yeah, moving on. So he established the rules to his son. Like, this is how you time travel. These yeah. are the parameters. These are the limitations. And, and we set up the goal too. The, uh, the dad asks Tim, uh, what do you want to do with this power? And he, he wants to get a girlfriend. He wants to find love. Um, that is the goal. And they set it up within the first 10 minutes of the movie. Right. So good job. We know where we're going. Mm-hmm. We got, we got the motivations for the characters. Yes. And right away we get the first challenge uh, for this goal. <laughs> Level one. Level one. <laughs> um, there's a friend of a friend, I believe, or a cousin of a friend uh, named Charlotte. Yeah. That was his sister's uh, friend. Yes. So his sister, his name is, her name is Kit Kat. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like the wild one in the family. Yeah. And yeah, her friend was over for a I think month. her actual name is Jackie, but everybody calls her Kit Kat. Yeah. I guess um, she likes candy. I don't know. But anyway, mm. anyways, yeah, her friend Charlotte, who's played by Margot Robbie. So just like with Love Actually, there's so many celebrity cameos. Yeah. Like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I don't know how they got margot robbie to be on this movie but. i think it was right before she like got big there you go mm-hmm. that'll do it um yeah so she comes she stays with the family for two months during the summer um and then uh we, we also get a small demonstration of his ability where um he takes an interest to her and early on in the summer uh she needs sunscreen applied to her back yes and so he comes over and he just absolutely botches it gets sunscreen all over her back um <laughs> He's also way too eager, which she kind of calls out. Yeah, he got too excited and he just, you know, yeah, just, made a mess everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he go he runs back inside the house, uh, goes briefly back in time, mm-hmm. and he handles it very well. Yeah, very suave. Yes. Uh, they spend the summer together, and then the last night before she leaves, uh, he makes his move, yep. uh, confesses his love to her, mm-hmm. and she says, well, why'd you wait till the last day? Um, because it feels like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of very, very diplomatically turns him down. Uh, so he realizes, okay, what if I go back in time and kind of cultivate this relationship right. earlier? Because there's something here. Mm-hmm. Um, so with renewed confidence, he goes back to the beginning of the summer and then one month in confesses his love and she still turns him down. Well, she didn't. I mean, yes, she turned him down, but she was like, oh, why don't you wait until the last night and ask me again? What what, what did you think about that? Because that seemed very oddly specific. Um, I think it was a way to both like, hey, like kind of like stringing him along like, oh, why don't you, you know, put a pin in that. Mm-hmm. Let's do the summer together and then ask me again on the last night. So she was like. Letting him down, but gently letting okay. him down. Like, hey, no, but not really saying no. Because when that happened, I had a thought, like, does she know? Like, can she time travel or something? Oh, that would be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but re- regardless, um, he has he 
there's a bit of voiceover with Tim after he realizes this, that mm-hmm. all the time travel in the world can't make someone love you. Yes. And that I plays like into that. one of the main themes mm-hmm. of the movie in that, uh, even if we had the ability to time travel and to correct our mistakes and do things differently, um, that doesn't mean that you have total control over somebody else. Um, and, and, and I'd, I'd like to get into that a bit more. Okay. Um, so, uh, later we find out, um, and we can get into the details, but he goes on a date, uh, a, a very literal blind date with, yes, uh, he with, went out, he went out on a dodgy night out mm-hmm. with his dodgy friend, Jay, and they went to a restaurant called Dans le Noir, which mm-hmm. means in the dark in yes. French. <laughs> and the restaurant is completely in the dark. Yes. All the, all the waiters and waitresses are blind. <laughs> Um, and you have your meal, you're seated, you you sign up and you're paired with random strangers, uh, in the dark and they go on like a, they have like a three hour date and they just hit it off. Um, and and it's very, very well shot too. It's not in complete darkness. We see some glint of reflection off of glassware and such. Um, but we, we hear the conversations between everybody Mm -hmm. and, uh, Tim. And as we find out, her name is Mary, uh, they 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 have great chemistry. They get along really well, right. um, and then they step out of the restaurant and they see each other, and he gets her number. Yes, but then later, um, he is living in London with a family friend named Harry, who is a playwright. Yes, and he comes home from that magical date and finds out that the premiere of his play was just utterly awful because the one of the principal actors. Uh, just completely bombed and forgot his lines. And so <laughs> Tim chooses to redo that night, but instead go with Harry to the play mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of, kind of fix things. So he remind. this is pretty hilarious. He goes into an actor's dressing room, reminds him to, you know, you should probably check your lines. Turns out it was the wrong actor. So yes. he has to go back <laughs> and literally make like cue cards on, on cardboard with, with Sharpie and uh, feed the guy's lines mm-hmm. play gets a you know standing ovation mm-hmm. etc but he never meets mary right it's the and, butterfly effect so yes. he he went back in time and then by helping out his father's friend Hen- henry or harry harry yep harry so yeah he went back in time and he decided to help him but in doing so he never went on the date with mary which then he never got her number yes so he goes to try to call her and the number is no longer in his phone. Yeah. So, but he remembers from their conversation. She's a huge Kate Moss fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a gallery show the following week, yes. and so he goes, uh, strikes up a conversation, manages to get lunch with her and her friend. Uh, turns out she now has a boyfriend. And yes. They had met at a party mm-hmm. uh, that same night that they had gone out on a date. Yeah. And so he goes back in time. Um, and essentially undoes no i'm mistaken it's a different night because the play is still a hit mm-hmm. uh, but on a different night uh mary meets her 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 new boyfriend and so he goes back in time and goes to that same party and effectively gets there before the boyfriend and steals mary away yes and they have a very romantic walk home uh six miles across london <laughs> um <laughs> it's a long but, walk but uh, all that to say um and the movie's very clever about this, but he manipulates events in the, in in history in order to ensure that he and Mary end up together, and that could come across uh, as very manipulative and controlling, and make him out to be this kind of like control freak. Um, which, you know, if you've seen the Notebook, um, that's a similar kind of thing happens um, with I forget Ryan what the guy's name is yeah, yeah. Um, where you know he like climbs a ferris wheel and like threatens to like go unless she right. goes out with him yes yes um and the movie's pretty clever of, of avoiding that by having them go on that date beforehand mm-hmm. and without him trying to manipulate events they fall for each other right um and so we understand that yeah they should be together um but it also plays into the uh themes themes of the movie as far as controlling your past and fate versus uh, free will mm-hmm. in that we don't really know 
if Mary would have been happier with that boyfriend. That's true. And there's really no indication that they shouldn't be together or that, you know, he's a jerk or anything <laughs> like that. We just kind of assume that he is because Mary and Tim are so good together. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause like when you watch the movie, like it's two very different types of guys. Like one's like very, um, I would say like timid or more like average type mm-hmm. of guy. And then the other one's kind of like this Chad, like, yeah. Hey, what's up? Like doing like the finger guns and yeah. being very uh, bombastic. And it's like, does Mary want to be with that guy? Like even, um, Tim like pointed out, like, because he went to the party like before the guy arrived mm-hmm. and he like wooed her, wooed her over with like, with just a conversation and then they're leaving the party. And as I leave the party, they bump into the guy and he says a offhand remark like, Oh, isn't that guy a jerk? Like, yeah. What a jerk. And she's like, yeah. Yeah. He plants that idea in her head. <laughs> that's, that's part of a larger theme as far as it's, it's almost just complete blind circumstance that brings them together. And right. Yeah. Th- things as we'll find out tend to go pretty well for them, but you know, it could have gone a different way and very easily. Would it have been better that way? Would it have been worse? We don't really know. Mm-hmm. And there's that ambiguity that I think really, really marks this film out to be pretty clever in that yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't beat us over the head with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very subtle, but very unmistakable. Yeah. It's just like two people that just met and they, they're just together yeah like it's not like like oh they were meant to be it's like no he liked her she liked him Mm -hmm. and then the relationship progressed into where where it went by the end of the movie and so like after yeah after they started dating we get like a montage of them just living life together yeah like she eventually moves in um like you can tell like years progressed because like like it's wonderfully shot because it's like it's in a subway station mm-hmm. and they're like going in and out of like the doors into the trains like and they're wearing different clothes like mm-hmm. they're wearing halloween costumes they're wearing like um like christmas stuff or or i think there was like an easter outfit like right. they're progressing through the relationship and then where that ends up is he ends up proposing to um Mary. Yeah, let's get into that. And then before he proposed, something crucial happened. Mm-hmm. What happened? So he's out on the town with a friend. Uh, Mary is home sleeping. Rory, and, his friend Rory. <laughs> yeah, his friend, his doofus of a friend Rory. Yeah. Um, and so they're out on the town. Um, they go to a show. And his, uh, his first love... Um, Charlotte. Charlotte shows up. Mm-hmm. And so he... Tim goes over to talk to her. Um, just to say hi. Just to say hi. Uh, is introduced to her girlfriend, which he mistakes as a as a homosexual love interest. Yeah. Oh, this is my girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So he, he redoes that conversation a few times. Keeps getting it wrong. Just completely wrong. Yeah. So he gives up. Mm-hmm. Um, but they go outside and Charlotte approaches him. Yeah. And, you know, they catch up um, and they, they, they part ways. But then Charlotte comes back and says, you know, I sent my friend off or whatever. Like, do you want to, do you want to grab dinner somewhere? And, and he said, yes. Yeah. He, and so they do, um, they catch up. They clearly have some chemistry there. And long story short, she invites him back. Um, very clearly wants, wants him to, to come inside for the evening. Yeah. And, uh, he turns her down. Yes. He, he goes back home. Uh, finds Mary, wakes her up and proposes to her Mm -hmm. right then and there. So do you think what, what what do you think is going on in this scene? Because there's, there's several different ways to look at it. Um, The way I interpret it as um, like, it's kind of like where his priorities are. Mm -hmm. Like he could have went into that hotel room or wherever she was I think that was actually her condo or apartment. Um, like he could have went in there and did whatever, but he was like, do I really want this? Do I really want to sacrifice the relationship I built with Mary? Mm-hmm. 
like it's like yeah he wanted to be with charlotte but then he found something much more meaningful coincidentally just by going out with his friend and meeting this girl yeah so i think it set his priorities straight and he was like you know what i want to be with mary and i want to commit myself to mary by being her husband yeah i mean if you could what one of the ways that and what one of the themes of this movie is responsibility and living with your choices and with having the superpower he could live out potential timelines and just have a redo and so one of the things that i thought with uh him choosing not to sleep with charlotte yeah is that are we seeing the time where he chose not to and because oh. he could he could have chosen uh you know to go through with it right and then just redo it and then choose not to in order to remain with mary um and and so you have to think you know is he has he made that choice where um is this like a character defining moment where mm-hmm. he says instead of relying on my power to um you know choose poorly but then uh but then undo it am i going to just go ahead and make a decision without having to redo it is it that mm-hmm. or are we seeing the the consequences of him having made a poor choice and that time he undoes it does that make sense it does make sense um yeah i think morality is a big aspect of the film mm-hmm. because so the director richard curtis he did love actually have you seen love actually i have not okay so the people in love actually aren't very good people <laughs> like like same thing with uh about time it, it's very star-studded like there's like a whole bunch of famous people and a lot of them like before they're even famous like for example um uh, andrew lincoln who's better known as uh, rick from the walking dead like, yeah he's in that film and that was right before he went on to be in the walking dead but um there's a character played by um alan rickman who is better known as uh, snape from harry potter mm-hmm. like his main story arc is him cheating on his wife and mm-hmm. like almost like keeping it from her and then the wife finds out and like all these different storylines are like interwoven and there are a lot of people in the film are morally corrupted and it's kind of like this uh it's like a happy ending or like a bittersweet ending to the film but like to get there it's like you go through like turmoil and drama and then with about time same director like he could have had tim go on like kind of like these escapades with like these random women or specifically charlotte and i think he did not do that because he wanted to paint the picture of this character as like he is not gonna abuse his power and mm-hmm. do that and like it's kind of like a, a big choice to make because he could have he could have like been with charlotte or been with anybody but he was like no i'm gonna commit myself to to mary yeah which is quite that like it's, that's an honorable decision to make it is and i'm going to deconstruct my own theory all right um every time that he time travels uh we hear like this whooshing sound effect like yeah and we never hear it in that scene so huh. chances are uh ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. He never... 
he never had to time travel because he never made a mistake that he wanted to undo mm. with regards to that. So yeah. um, if that's the case, that's a huge character development moment because it shows that he's growing in wisdom with his ability and he's not going to use it for his own selfish gain. Right. So, yeah, so that act ends, mm-hmm. and then a new one begins, and the act that begins is his, like, marriage to uh, Mary. Right. So, they visit home to uh, tell the parents that yeah. uh, they're going to get married, mm-hmm. um, for them to meet Mary. Yes. And uh, they also announce that uh, they're expecting. Yes. Yeah, they have a kid together. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a kid together. Yes. And then the the wedding day comes, mm-hmm. um, and it's a beautiful ceremony. They, um, but it's also a very windy day and a very rainy day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a beautiful day for a wedding. Yes, um, you know everybody gets soaked. Um, and, but then uh, l- later in the day, uh, Tim talks to Mary and says, "You know, should we have should we have planned for a different day that isn't so wet?" <laughs> and she says, no, no, you know, it was a, it was a great day. And mm-hmm. so he chooses not to undo that decision, mm-hmm. which again shows uh, this kind of growing wisdom yeah. with him. And not being reliant on his time travel abilities, just like willing to just live life as it is. Yes. Um, he does replace his best man though. Yes. Multiple times. Yeah. Cause they each have <laughs> very awkward and embarrassing speeches that they give. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he finally settles on his dad yes. being the best man. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, he gives a speech and they're talking about it afterwards. And his dad says, you know, I wish, um, wish I had said up, up in front of everybody that I loved you. And, wow. um, and then sure enough, his dad goes back in time and redoes the speech. And it's it's far more profound and emotionally vulnerable of him. Um, and his son, his son, Tim, is aware that he's made the change. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Because now we're seeing it's not just one person in isolation with this power. It's how do these work together with father and son? Right. Yeah, because they're both aware of their abilities. And yet... They can like jump in and out of each other's lives and they, they know it's like, mm-hmm. ah, I see what you're doing. It's, yeah. a, it's a nice nod. It is. And so that, that, that feeds into the, into the continuing theme of the movie in, in that Tim is using his time travel abilities more and more responsibly with more and more wisdom. And his child is born. Uh, it's a healthy baby daughter. Yeah. And, he goes about just being a dad, raising her, mm-hmm. um, being a good family man, and he realizes that he's using the time travel uh, ability less and less frequently. Yeah, uh, just because he's life is so busy and he's enjoying it so much that mm-hmm. he doesn't feel the need to. Yeah, and so we we get to this party where um, every everybody is expecting Kit Kat to show up, mm-hmm. and she doesn't, and we find out that she's been uh, in an auto accident. Yes. Um, and what's more, uh, she was fighting with her boyfriend, uh, Jimmy, I think his name is. Yeah. Um, she had been drinking and, um, you know, drove off angrily and got into an accident. And so Tim realizes he doesn't want this happening. And so he goes, uh, back to that morning. Mm -hmm. Um, and so prevents, uh, Kit Kat from showing up and, uh, basically drives her to, to the party yeah. Um, instead of um, placing her in danger and she never gets into, into the accident. Yeah. But there's an unfortunate consequence of that. Yes. Uh, so he gets home and he realizes that uh, the, his daughter is now his son. Yeah. It's a completely, completely very, different yeah. child. It's very jarring. So yeah. he confronts, yeah, go on. So he realizes that because of the events of that he's that he's altered, um, there's a different outcome, and in a way that he hadn't really predicted. And so he makes the difficult choice to basically go back and let Kit Kat get into the accident um, and let her get injured, and 
his daughter is preserved. Yeah. So, yeah, he confronts his father about um, rectifying the whole Kit Kat situation with uh, Jimmy. And he said, like, when I did that, like, my child changed. Mm-hmm. Like, my daughter became my son. Like, it was a completely different person. And he explained, like, yeah, when you have a kid, like, you can't change, like, the sperm going into the egg. But, like, you're going to... Like when you tamper with time, there's butterfly effects mm-hmm. and certain things will change and changing that variable manifested into getting a completely different child. Yes. Different sperm meets egg. So yeah, like moving forward, he's like, okay, now I need to be careful on when I could time travel and where to and like certain milestones that happen. Like, do I want to alter them? Like I have to be more careful mm-hmm. with my ability. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as any good sci-fi or fantasy film would do, when you have, when you, you have to set the rules early on about what how everything works. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't stop you from kind of altering the rules or adding more rules later. And this is a this is a great time in the movie to do that because he's he's kind of passed a test in a way mm-hmm. um, with the with the night at Charlotte where he's uh, becoming more responsible with his use of the power. But now uh, we realize just the limits that he has on it in that if he's going to be changing other people's choices, um, you know, that's going to screw things up more than actually fixing them. Right. And so, um, so Kit Kat, she gets into the accident um, and he's talking, Tim is talking with Mary about what they can do to help. And Mary has this line where, um, if it's going to be fixed, I think she has to fix it herself. Yeah. And that's another uh, primary theme of this movie in that we can't control other people's choices and we can't save them from the consequences of those choices. And uh, Kit Kat and Tim, they talk for quite a while and she realizes that um, she seems to be like the black sheep of the family that's always... Uh, in terrible relationships and yeah. she gets herself fired from different jobs and she just never seems to get ahead. And they're able to trace it all the way back to, uh, that first relationship with Jimmy, which, uh, was consummated at that new year's Eve party mm-hmm. way back when. So, um, Tim then reveals to Kit Kat his time traveling ability, which she had no idea about. And she and, didn't believe him either. Yeah. Uh, until he demonstrates it and holds her hand and brings her back in time with him to that night uh, where she first met Jimmy. And they basically change events of that night so that instead of uh, falling for him, he falls for somebody else. Uh, she punches him out even. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's a great a, scene, but a bit of great justice. Um, but essentially like she, she had to confront her own problems and, Tim could no longer uh, save her from them. And right. so from that, she gets the uh, the confidence to, um, you know, not be in those kinds of relationships and uh, to basically live her own life. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but um, because of that, uh, she falls in love with a different person, Jay, uh, one of Tim's friends. Yes. And he, uh, he comes back and that, that is when he realizes that the, he has a, he has a different child. Um, that's no longer his daughter, but, uh, his son. Right. And so, um, uh, yeah, I think, I think we got events a bit out of order. So <laughs> he, um, so he 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 first rescues Kit Kat from uh, from driving drunk, mm-hmm. but then he realizes that it was because they were arguing. Uh, right. She and Jimmy were arguing. He she di- got he, drunk. Yeah, he discovers the bigger issue, which is yes. it's the boyfriend, it's not her. Yes, and so then they go back in time to the New Year's Eve party, prevent her from starting a relationship with Jimmy in the first place. Mm-hmm. But then, because he went back before the birth of his daughter, uh, that's when it changed, and so that's when he decides, you know what? Um, this is going to be difficult, but I need to let Kit Kat uh, get into that car accident. And so 
in his second attempt to kind of change her life, instead it's Tim and Mary, they both sit with her in the hospital mm-hmm. uh, and they both vowed that they won't leave until she decides not to be with these kinds of people yeah. and to stop quitting from jobs and to quit drinking. And she makes a change herself to kind of fix her own life. Yeah. And it's not Tim kind of ad hoc uh, fixing it for her. And so, um, the, and we, we learn later that Kit Kat, um, at the suggestion of Tim, uh, ends up going out with Jay and he's a much better, even though he's a nicer guy, more boring as she puts it, um, <laughs> He turns out to be a much better match for her, and she yeah. has a healthier, happier life as a result. Hey, that's all I got to do. Leave the toxic relationship and discover that there's other people out there yeah. much better suited for you. Yeah, so this is like stage two of uh, Tim learning his powers is not only responsibility and exercising it for himself um, and living with his choices, but mm-hmm. also realizing that he can't he can't make those kinds of choices for other people and he can't fix their lives. They have to, they have to do that themselves. Yeah. Like that's very important, especially with the ability of the time travel. It's like, you can't help everybody. Mm -hmm. Like you're not responsible for everybody. You have to care for yourself and then also your family, like your direct family, which is Mary at this point and his kid. Like he can't like save everybody. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And this kind of hit close to home for me um, because uh, without going into details, um, I lost one of my sisters to domestic violence. Really? And so um, th- this is when I kind of took the movie in and I, was, and I realized like, you know, I thought about like if I could go back in time and have mm-hmm. different conversations with her or have done different things or, um, you know, was there anything I could have said or done to change events? And mm-hmm. Sadly, the answer is no. Um, A lot of it had to do with her own choices um, and which is not to blame her for what happened, but Mm. uh, it's, it's, it's just a very difficult and complicated situation. And the important takeaway from there is that it's, it's not my responsibility Mm. for that, um, which can be a very difficult thing to admit because you want to be able to change it and you feel like you can, but the way life works, oftentimes you can't. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that happened. And I've also been in that position too, where it's like, I, there's something I could have done. Like, mm-hmm. like maybe if I talk to them more or help them out more or like try to see like the writing on the walls. And there's almost like, like you, like you said, like there's nothing you can do and you can't like place the blame on you like it's not your place like mm-hmm. it has to be coming from them to yeah it's it's difficult like i wish i had a time machine or the time travel ability that tim has to like like no let me go back in time let me pluck them out of that situation but it's like it's like no like it it's their life it's not my life right and it's it's a hard pill to swallow but it's one of the the lessons in life that this movie really um, exemplifies in a very beautiful way that everyone needs to hear. Yeah. And people don't really understand until they like really live it. And it's like, uh, cause like you can be told like, Oh, you know, you can't help people. Like it's, it's them. It's, it's not you. Don't put the, put, put the blame on you. Like, but until like you live, it's like, Oh, now I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah yeah and this if i had anything to criticize this film with um maybe it could have been a more powerful point if or or a more poignant one Mm -hmm. if uh kit kat wasn't able to leave that kind of relationship or lifestyle like like make it clear that it's up to her but if she still chose not to right um because you know it's it's a romantic comedy Mm -hmm. and everything turns out well for everybody by the end of it. Yeah. Um, which is fine. It's fine for that to happen. Um, but this, this movie is also touching on some pretty deep issues about life. And I I feel it would have been 
um, more poignant if they kind of left her to her own devices, mm-hmm. um, even if it meant her going in a way that hurt her. Yeah, it's the movie's a good conversation starter for all these topics. It is. It's like you watch it, like you understand the like the the mechanics of like falling in love and developing relationships and then also the the dark side of relationships which is um abuse um domestic violence and then also the good which is also a parental relationship that you should cultivate and make sure that's maintained which leads us into the final theme of the movie so we talked about Tim falling in love, trying to find a girlfriend, him trying to help his sister, mm-hmm. like with her pitfalls and her um, shortcomings with Jimmy. And then that leads us to uh, Tim's father. So after all that, after he, you know, spends time with his new family, uh, Mary and their daughter, he gets bad news. He does. Uh-huh. His father has cancer. Yes. And that's really, pretty bad. Yeah. It rocks, rocks Tim's world. Mm-hmm. And he has a choice. Well, his, his immediate choice is to go see his family, his father. Um, and a thing to note, um, the women in the family do not have this time travel ability. It's always, mm-hmm. uh, the men. So it's passed down from father to son. And, um, what's interesting is when he goes back home with his, uh, wife and his kid is that his mom said like well they asked her like how are you doing and she said terribly like it just i don't want to live in a world without your father and it's like, mm-hmm. oof, that's that is as rough but a true statement yeah and so he sees his dad and he seems okay like he seems like like you, you at first you think it's like oh like he's like accepted it like that he's going to die. And so Tim asked him like, well, how long do you have? Like, what did the doctor say? He's like, well, realistically I have years left. He's like, no, what is the actual time? Weeks. Mm. So I thought that exchange was very interesting as like, you think he's like, okay with like the finality of it all, but in actuality, he's prolonging it with the time travel ability. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I mean, I would do the same, yeah. to be honest. But, yeah, which leads us to, I guess, the ending of the movie. Yeah, so his dad says, uh, you know, life is a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Like, he he talks about how, you know, maybe if he went back and never took up smoking, um, he might be able to dodge this, but um, he he can't even with this ability, he can't determine every single outcome of his life. Mm-hmm. And so he's grown to accept it. And he then has a sit down talk with his son and gives uh, his final secret. So this is stage three of the ability. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a two part, uh, two ingredient recipe for happiness. The first is to live day by day, you know, just take it as it comes. And so we kind of see this in action where Tim, um, you know, he, he has different days, which are pretty regular days, but they have, you know, their ups and downs, uh, mm-hmm. good events and bad events. And towards the end of it, uh, he feels like overall it was a pretty negative day. Um, but then we get the, but, but he's very much in the moment of it and yeah. he's experiencing it. Mm-hmm. And so we get the second, second part of, uh, the secret to happiness. And that is, um, with his time travel ability to live every day twice. One, just don't alter any events. And two, uh, don't alter, live it again, but then don't really alter any events, but just notice everything. Yeah. And, you know, react as you will. Yeah. So. Notice the little things in life. Yes. So like live normally and then do it again, but like really enjoy those little tiny moments. Yeah. And we see him do that with a, you know, a typical day at work and then on the commute home and then at home, uh, where the first time, uh, you know, he says it's a pretty rough day. 
Second time, he's just more present in it. He notices the small details and gets the little bits of joy uh, out of everyday happenings. Um, you know, even as he's running late to work, he takes a moment to appreciate the the beautiful building that he's in um, there on the commute home. Mm-hmm. Instead of being annoyed by uh, the loud earbuds of the guy next to him, he <laughs> enjoys the music. Yeah, he's things jamming like that. Out. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you know, he's in a much different state of mind. Uh, he says, you know what? It was a pretty good day. Yeah. It's and funny. I, I think that's the, that's the ultimate wisdom of the movie mm-hmm. in that it really challenges us to pretend as if we can relive every day. And if we could, would we live differently and instead just live that going forward? Um, I forget who said this. It was one of the stoic philosophers, maybe Marcus Aurelius, um, who basically said like, imagine that you're on your deathbed and uh, living with your regrets Mm -hmm. and your choices and their consequences. And if you could redo it all over again and go back in time to, uh, to when you made those choices and do them over again, um, then close your eyes, open it up and you're there right now living your life going forward. Like you've just time traveled. What choices will you make? Mm. And that that's really the ultimate wisdom of the movie is that you can't, you can't live in the past by trying to redo what you've done before. And you can't, you can't live in the future either worrying about how things will happen. You just kind of have to commit to the choices that you make, accept them for what they are and try to find, try to find the little bits of joy in life as you go about um, it's very, very, very deep and meaningful and sweet message, I would say. Right. Yeah. Like I would say the biggest takeaway of the movie, especially in like the final minutes of the movie is like, just enjoy the time that you have, mm-hmm. like, don't take it for granted. And yeah. there's a, there's a quote near the end of the movie where it says, I think it's Tim. Tim says, uh, we're all traveling through time together. Mm-hmm. all we have to do is relish in it and it's yeah. like it's true like like we're so caught up on like the future or the past that we don't take a moment to realize or to appreciate like what's going on right now mm-hmm. it's like just you're here right now like think about all the people in your lives right now and just enjoy that time together yeah and that that wisdom is put to the ultimate test when uh, Tim and Mary are talking about having a third child. Yes. And he realizes that if he has his child, he can no longer, it, it basically puts a fence around his time traveling ability where if he wanted to spend time with his dad, he could by going back to before he died. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, and his father realizes this, but uh, if he has a child, um, he could no longer go back in time before the birth of that child. Yeah. Else he'll get a different child. And so he very reluctantly says, yes, we'll have a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and very soon before the child's born, he goes back in time, talks to his dad uh, to when they're playing ping pong together, lets him win. And they, they, they share this look that he knows this is the last time. Yeah. And so, uh, he and his father, they go back in time to Tim's childhood yeah, um, and just spend a day at the beach together, just in full joy, um, enjoying each other's company. And it's a, it's a very emotional part of the film because in, in living day by day and enjoying the little moments, it also means that you have to accept things as they come yeah. and accept things as they go, including uh, the, the passing of loved ones. And so, um, yeah, get the get, get the tissues out. <laughs> it's, oh uh, yeah, that was a very uh, emotional. It is, scene. Um, but just very very well well crafted, very well executed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was moved. Yeah, it was such a great 
movie because there's it says so many things like by the end by by the time you finish the movie it's like okay like you find a new appreciation for like almost every aspect of your life and especially uh like your parents like this is the type of movie where it ends and it's like oh i gotta call my dad mm-hmm. i should call like my parents and so yeah it's a good movie to like bring people together and as we close out um we like to do here on the syndicate one reason why so what would be the one reason you would recommend this movie to somebody the one reason i would recommend this movie is that this movie is a take-home assignment it's um it's not something that you watch it's something that you watch you think about you talk about with other people Mm -hmm. and you live it out in your own life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what great art does in that it's not just entertainment, it's not just a great story, um, but it's something that makes you reconsider your own life um, and to take its wisdom in for you to practically live out. Um, and yeah, for that, that that's, that's the one reason I would recommend it very highly. Wow. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. Like the movie does speak volumes and it is something that you know you carry with you and something stays with you as you shut the movie off but the main reason for for me that i would recommend the movie is because like just like you said like it changes your perspective it it, you don't just consume the movie it like it changes your perspective on life and like it's very masterfully done with the writing and the directing like it's a well-crafted movie and it really like does much better than any after school special Mm -hmm. or or anything that's like meant to be like hey appreciate life it's like no like you see a window into these characters lives and it's like ah this is what life is all about yeah and if i had any criticism to offer it it's like um Damnell Gleason, he plays Tim. Mm-hmm. Uh very, very likable person. Yeah. Um qu- quite different than he was made out to be with uh Star Wars. Yeah. General <laughs> Hux. General Hux. Yeah. In that one he's just kind of a loser and an asshole. Um <laughs> but in in this movie he's very genuinely likable. He's a good guy. He and uh Rachel McAdams have great chemistry and mm-hmm. like you want them to win and succeed and be together. Yeah. But um I could see this movie taking it from a different perspective, maybe a much more cynical one where Mm -hmm. he, when he first starts out with this time travel power, he could use it for very selfish gain. And, uh, just if I were him testing out this new ability, I would probably make a lot of choices that I would regret in so far as, uh, self-serving and, we get a little hint of this, like when he and uh, uh, Rachel McAdams uh, sleep together for the first time. Uh, the first time there's a bit of awkward awkwardness to it. To it. He yeah. trips over some shoes and then fumbles with her bra and then uh, it's over very quickly. But he <laughs> goes in and does a redo um, and, it's, and it's much more suave. Mm-hmm. Um, he's much more confident and it goes swimmingly for both of them. And then he uh, redoes it again and it's just a you know, it's just a blowout festival. Um, yeah. And so for that, it's like, yeah, he's, he's kind of, you know, getting things perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for me, it would have been, would have been better if he like really screwed something up where it hurt somebody else. And then he realizes, Oh, like I can't be doing this again. I can't be living with that. And we have a more moral, uh, progression with him. Yeah. Um, where, he does gain wisdom and he does have a character arc throughout the movie, but it's much more of a gradual slope and he kind of starts out as like this good, affable, likable person, um, morally upstanding to begin with. Yeah. And he gets better and enhanced over time, but maybe it would have been a stronger one if he was like, Oh, like I don't really know what I'm doing with this. We better stop that kind of thing. Yeah. Like with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Like learning like what not to do through, um, fail, like through failure. Yeah. 
and we don't have to go like completely into the other spectrum like uh like a film like bruce almighty where yeah um you know he gets like really over the top with it but just something like that where he really hurts somebody i think um would have been stronger for me but yeah uh, yeah the 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 casting in this movie is fantastic great chemistry between all mm-hmm. the people they just feel like real people oh yeah um and that they've they've had a history together yeah that's a hallmark of good filmmaking mm-hmm. and it makes me sad that this is the final film for richard curtis so yeah richard curtis get out of uh, retirement and make another movie <laughs> because your last one was quite a smasher yeah so before we leave um where can people reach you aaron yeah um i'm on instagram now um at aaron julian uh, h-o-u-i-l-l-o-n mm-hmm. um my podcast is wstr galactic public access mm-hmm. a star wars podcast we are everywhere on the socials at wstr media all one word all lowercase <laughs> you remember that one yes i do yeah i was uh, <laughs> a host in the beginning of that show yeah but that's it for this time on syndicate we hope you enjoyed yourself we've been talking about about time by richard curtis please check it out where it is available so thank you for being on it's always a pleasure yeah thanks for having me i always love doing this you're welcome and if you'd like to keep the conversation going please add us at syndicates on your favorite social media platform that's c-i-n-e-d-i-c-a-t-e syndicates and if you have any questions about the program or even the media that we recommend please reach out at info at syndicate.com or visit the website syndicate.com Until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Bye. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.